Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Business Of, where we go behind the scenes with entrepreneurs to find out what it takes to run their empires. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show and owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, where I help you get your business paperwork together. Things like registration, trademarks, contracts, etc. I'm a licensed attorney with a passion for helping entrepreneurs achieve their dreams. You can find everything I do at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. My contact info is in the show notes as well. If you want some help getting that business off the ground, linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm is where you can also book a free 15-minute consultation. Now on to the show. Steel pans, bejeweled costumes, and an electrifying energy in the air. Carnival, specifically Caribbean Carnival, is celebrated around the world and attended by millions of people. If you've ever thought about attending this weekend of fun and frenzy, I've got someone I need you to meet. This past October, I went on vacation to Miami for Carnival. To choose the events that I wanted to go to, I started doing research and came upon the social media of the Global Carnivalist. She was a one-stop shop, fount of information on bands, parties, vendors, you name it. I wanted to chat with her to learn what it's like to be an influencer, particularly in such a niche industry. During our chat, she talked about how she decided to make her love for Carnival a brand, how she's able to separate her personal life from her Carnival life, the work that goes into the gorgeous visuals you see, and how being an influencer is like being PR for companies you don't even work for. Enjoy! All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Global Carnivalist, uh, affectionately known as Globy for, for taking time out of your schedule to talk to Podcast Land. Say hi to Podcast Land, please. Hi, Podcast Land. <laughs> so, Globy, I describe you as a carnival influencer and blogger, but I want to give you an opportunity to tell the audience, what do, um, how would you consider yourself in the business world or in, you know, uh, the carnival world? I personally feel like I am a masquerader like everyone else, but yes, I do admit now that a lot of people do look up for me, to me for reviews and other information around carnival. Um, but to me, I'm still just a masquerader going out there, having a good time and then kind of like documenting my whole experience about it. Well, I call you influencer because I definitely chose some of the events that I went to for Miami Carnival based on what you said. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, see, so in that case, you would be definitely on point. <laughs> All right. So how did Carnival become a lifestyle for you? I Culturally, it's been around the whole time. I grew up in the Caribbean, um, have Caribbean parents, of course, and just being around it all the time when we migrated to New York. I lived a block away from Easton Parkway, and if your listeners don't know that, that that is where the carnival parade takes place in New York. And so I've literally been playing mass since I was about four years old. It's something that I've always done. And mm-hmm. now seeing the burst of carnival becoming so much more popular just because of media and um, like social media accounts and all of that is beautiful to see. So I've always been doing it. It's just kind of highlighted now for the world to see. Okay. So in watching your social media and see you go to, you know, all these carnivals and all these fets and parties and things like that, when do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I sleep. 
think more than people think, to be honest. Um, because I've been to carnivals a lot of times, some of them more than once, I don't go to everything. I try not to burn myself out. So if there are three very popular parties people are going to, I'll probably just go to one, and I'll go to sleep. I love to eat. I'm a foodie. So I'll spend more time going to get something to eat and then sleeping and then going to one event so that I'm actually enjoying it, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. So in moving towards, I guess, more how Carnival has become, if we can call it a business for you, was it a conscious decision to build the Global Carnivalist brand or was it just kind of something that developed naturally? Um, so both, to be honest. I remember driving down from New York. I was going somewhere and I'm in the car with my boyfriend. I'm like, you know what? I love Carnival so much. Like if I could do anything in the world as a job, like I would just go to Carnival for whenever. I think this is probably like 2014. And mm-hmm. he was like, like you should just go ahead and do it. And when I started going to Carnival internationally more so often, if I didn't know someone, like it became really difficult for me to go to that country. So I'm like, I'm the planner of my friends, like whenever we're taking trips. So I'm just going to document everything that I found out going to this place and put it on a website. And it literally took off from there to be a business. I could have never in my wildest dreams anticipated that it would be what it is now. Okay. I just kind of, like, took it upon myself to make it, like, a job thingy, but, like, I was really just documenting my time as I went to and from each carnival. Okay. So one of the things that um, really made me want to interview you is a comment that you made on Twitter um, that you said that, you know, people – want to want create want to work with creators but they don't want to pay them right so oh yes Woo. so what <laughs> yes. like what does it take to be an influencer to get this clout that people are trying to use to promote their brands what does it take to build up your follower base so much like what does it take day to day to maintain the global carnivalist brand um, I think a sense of accuracy, but also being transparent and honest when you do uh, write feedback or when you are collaborating with people. So the biggest issue you'll see for any type of influencer, actually, or any blogger, is that a lot of people will want to use you for your leverage. Because if you think of just like the old traditional ways of PR and communications, you have a mailing list, you have emails that you send out, you know who your audience is. And we are active in collecting and managing who we know is following us and so like Mm -hmm. leveraging that for free or with no exchange of I guess benefit to both parties really doesn't make any sense and so that's the thing you'll typically find is happening but like on a day-to-day basis it's always being engaged it's answering questions it's almost like being an extended customer service um, rep that's not even paid to be that type of person. And I wish brands would get that. Like, we are constantly vetting and answering for you, especially when you're not. The amount of times I've been asked things because a certain band or promoter didn't answer has really been ridiculous. I'm like, I don't even work there, but I have the knowledge. So, I would, you know, like, I'll help you with this. And sometimes, like, misdirected um, questions are sent to you, like, because the information that they're looking for as the consumer isn't available on the brand site, they'll end up coming to me and they'll ask a question. Sometimes I don't even really know, but it appears as if, like, it's all run under the same thing because the Google algorithm pulls it that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
when looking at, you know, yourself or any influencer, you know, who has like a large follower base, it seems like you have to share a lot of your life with the public. Does that ever get uncomfortable or, you know, tiresome? Are you ever just some days like, you know, I just, I don't feel like letting people know what I'm doing. I actually don't share that much of my personal life. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything, and I, I hate to say it this way, but what I am sharing is particular to my brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and things that I think will be a benefit to the people that are following me. Like, if it's something you want to eat in this island, sure. Did you not know tropical jams existed? Here you go. Like, we are shopping at this particular place, absolutely. But the personal things about me is I try very hard to keep those things to myself and mm-hmm. to my family. Yeah. Awesome. So you're able to maintain that privacy between your real life and your carnival life. Yes, absolutely. You have to. Otherwise, there's already this sense that people think they know everything about you just because of social media. So you kind of have to be protective about your private life. Okay. Um, what, what would you say is the best part of being global carnivalist? What has building this brand, like, added to your life that you feel like um, you wouldn't have had otherwise, if, if anything? It made the dream about having a job going to Carnival to Carnival come true, to be honest. That is the best thing about it. I'm able to travel, thank God, like I have the lifestyle that I can go to and from as I please and still be able to telework and all of those things. But just getting to experience our culture in several different places, in different ways from year to year, has been the most amazing journey. I would not change anything about it. Awesome. Um, What is... What would what do you wish you had known before you delved into, you know, being this carnival influencer? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. Probably that sometimes um, misconceptions or people will dislike you as a public figure, and I do this with air quotation marks, dislike you even though they don't know you. But, again, like you are someone that they have a perceived personality that they believe you have. So mm-hmm. that would be the only thing, but that's not even something that bothers me. So, okay, well, you know, you know, let people think what they want, <laughs> right? Like that's not—it's really not my business to change your mind about whatever you think. Okay, um, what is your vision for Global Carnivus? Like, where where do you see yourself in the business? Maybe five, ten, even twenty years from now. Oh my God, twenty years retirement, um, Jacob. <laughs> I will probably always be involved in Carnival. Um, I would like to get into event curation, but definitely different than we've ever seen it done before. I just kind of need to think about how that's going to play out. Um, Mm -hmm. And kind of coming up with a giveaway structure. Like I think there are so many brands and Caribbean lifestyle people that are around that design everything from shoes to like literally the lashes you put on your face. So somehow automating that type of information, it definitely has like growth in the tech industry because with my background, which I'll expose a little bit of myself, is consulting and thinking about communications plans and strategies. And I feel like there's so much room for growth in this industry. And somehow Mm -hmm. I want to apply my skill set to that growth. It doesn't necessarily have to be just off of Carnival, but just helping Caribbean brands in itself grow into the full out businesses that I know they can be. 
like creating an ecosystem because carnival is becoming more it, mainstream and more people are getting involved. Exactly. It is. It definitely is. And to a, to a certain extent, it's still run like it's a family business when in reality, when you're dealing with people's money and external people who don't necessarily know how this works, you kind of have to treat them differently. Like it's almost like Amex versus Discover, if you have you, like the quality of service has to increase. And mm-hmm. somehow, like I want to be able to get brands on that level to understand that. I mean, I think globalcarnivals.com is helping shape that already because people are attributing their value from money to the experience that they're getting. Absolutely, because uh, like I said, you know, I went to some events based on what I saw you recommend, and I mm-hmm. ended up with a group of ladies, and a lot of them, you know, they had gone to your website to see, you know, where do I get this, where do I get that, where, sh- where mm-hmm. should I get So I think you're doing a really great job in, you Thank know, you, that's amazing to hear. I also, trust me, like, when I recommend something and I hear, like, this was actually fun. I'm like, okay, yes, thank God. Like, it's nerve-wracking for me, too, because from year to year, like, you never know if a band is going to falter or something's going to mess up. So I'm, like, holding my breath just as much also. So I'm (laughs) always, always happy and appreciative when people take heed to my advice and, like, it works out and everyone had a great time. Because, you know, it's business to business. Like, they'll now be like, she's a, a great source of information, and then this brand actually ends up doing well because they followed up with what they said they were going to do. Awesome. Um, what advice would you have for those who are, A, maybe have never been to a carnival or, you know, are maybe just new to the carnival scene and want to get involved, and, B, for those who want to maybe delve into the influence, influencer arena? Um, for the person who wants to go for the first time, definitely do your research, but go with an open mind. Don't go with the expectations that one carnival is going to be like the next based on what you see on social media or any of those things. And if you do want to become an influencer, I guess think about your true reasons and motivations as to why. This is a business that needs to be run by passion because it it costs money. It costs you building relationships. It might even cost you relationships um, as well. So definitely think about what your motivation is. Don't do it just because it seems like something fun to do. Um, but yeah, but with both aspects, just have fun, have an open mind, be willing to grow, be friendly. Like you will never know like your impact of just being nice to people. And that's what a lot of people come back and tell me. They're like, you were so nice. And I'm like, what do you expect me to be like? Like I'm a person I'm dealing with <laughs> other people. I'm not going to be a monster just because you deem me, you know, like popular. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That would be my biggest thing to to say on both spectrums. Just an open mind and go with a clean heart and treat everybody well. Okay. In conjunction to you having fun and making sure you stay hydrated going to carnival. <laughs> yes, stay hydrated. You'll pass out on the road. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so where can people reach you if they want to collaborate with you, if they want to, you know, send you stuff, if they want you to come to their carnival and they want to, you know, sponsor you for your front line toss for your frontline costume, <laughs> reach you. <laughs> the funnest even saying that, the funnest request I always get is like, um, can I borrow your wings so I could do a photo shoot and I'm like, oh, well, where are you? <laughs> But um, for any collaboration questions, just to say hi, anyone can email me at info at globalcarnivalist.com, or you can check me out on Instagram at globalcarnivalist. I, for the most part, always answer my DMs unless it's disrespectful. But, like, yeah, I'm pretty easy to get in contact with if anyone wants to say hello or collaborate. 
So you hear that, friends? Go, you know, check out Global Carnivalist. She's gonna, she, she's got a great following, and people buy her stuff. So hit her up. <laughs> but um, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I really wanted to talk to an influencer, particularly one in a niche industry that is building up because you never really know what goes on behind the scenes of, you know, you just see kind of these people pop out and you're like, oh, my God, they have 20,000 followers. How did they do that? But, right, like where did you come from? But it takes work, trust me. Like it's not overnight. I mean, unless you're buying followers, but organically it mm-hmm. takes work. Right. And actually, so you have a pretty sizable following. How, how long would you say that it took you to build up that following? Um, probably like two and a half years. And there's mm-hmm. certain, like now with the algorithm always changing, like you never really know, but it's, again, being consistent, putting out great content, and putting out things that people actually need. Like there's one thing about like, okay, you're posting pictures of yourself, but are you giving out information, tidbits, or anything that people can actually utilize? And that's what makes the big difference. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think that this is going to be really great information for anybody who said, well, I want to be an influencer, that there is a lot (laughs) that goes behind it. It's not necessarily the easiest profession, but it can be rewarding. Um, Yes, it can be rewarding. I personally will be watching your Instagrams. I am not as much of a carnival chaser as you are, but I live vicariously through you. (laughs) Oh, awesome. I mean, well, as long as you're having fun, too. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, like, I really have, have become interested in the industry really just because I've started following a lot of different people who are in that arena. And I'm like, okay, this is growing a lot more. Like, I went to Carnival in Trinidad a few years ago, but this was before it was everything. not like this, right? It was amazing. And, but this was before everybody was putting everything online. But it's like now you see... Right. You know, all these people, they're at Carnival, they're having a good time, and it really creates a hype in you. But there is a lot of work that goes into making it look so good. Yep, absolutely. And even you just looking good, like making sure your makeup stays matte, cameras come out, like there's a camera everywhere. Um, your mm-hmm. lipstick being intact, like and it's 95 degrees outside. Like So even the physical aspects of it can be exhausting a lot of people get the carnival flu like so you have to take care of yourself you're not going to look good if you're not taking care of yourself also so it's like keeping up with an active lifestyle eating well for the most part like trying not to physically burden yourself down and you don't have to go to every carnival even for me there are times I'm like I'm going to spend time with my family or we'll do this family vacation even though it seems to the outside world like I'm always at carnival that's really not the case all right. Well, thank you, Globy, for um, no problem. I'm out. Um, if you have any last words for Podcast Land, let them know, and then we can say bye. Well, Podcast Land, I'm so happy I got to speak to you guys today, and that's all I have to say. Be blessed. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you so much. No problem. If you'd like to connect with Global Carnivalists for collaborations. Her contact info is in the show notes. Now, if you have a dream business that you want to make a reality, let's book a 15-minute consultation to see how we can get you there. You can find all this and more at linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. All of my contact information is located in the show notes as well. Also, if you'd like to advertise your business on the podcast, I run one-week promo spots for $3. Email me at nplconsultingfirm at gmail.com for details. Till next time.